Hello, everybody. Welcome to Eagles 360 on this Thursday. Welcome to December. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack now with you here. And we enter the crucial part of the season. Unfortunately, Glenn, as we've gone through this season, this roller coaster of a year, Eagles at five and six, losers of six of their last eight games. Your assessment of this football team? Well, the loss against Green Bay was really the toughie. Going out and losing to Seattle, there's no shame in that. That's a very good team and that came out kind of as I thought. But this was an opportunity at home against a opponent that was reeling, and the Eagles have been so good at home to get back in there to get some momentum. Now, Dave, the playoffs look very remote. Not impossible. It's always possible. We've seen teams do it. We've seen the Eagles do it. But really, at this point, you're now playing to assess what you have for the future. Yeah, quickly, quickly how things change, huh? But the Eagles are going out to Cincinnati on Sunday with one objective, and that is to beat the Bengals, who are struggling at 3-7-1. A busy day here at the NovaCare Complex. The coordinators meeting with the media. Alex Smith, our Eagles 360 update to get you caught up with everything happening today. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. The Eagles are back at work here at the NovaCare Complex as they get set for Sunday's game in Cincinnati against the Bengals. And while it is a short week of work coming off Monday night's loss, veteran players inside the locker room like Brent Selleck know that there's still plenty to play for for this Eagles team in the final five games of the regular season. You don't get many opportunities to play in the NFL. And I think guys understand that, you know, you're always playing for something. And obviously we still got a lot at stake here right now, but it's not easy to get to this point. And I don't see anyone on this team in this locker room ever backing down because, you know, guys have, guys have played football their whole lives to get to this point. You know, it's, you don't, you, you don't back down just because, you know, our record isn't exactly what we want it right now. Meanwhile, many of the Eagles inside the locker room are participating in the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats campaign, in which players can wear custom cleats this weekend to help promote a cause that means something special to them. So we caught up with Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Smith to get their thoughts on what they're wearing this weekend against Cincinnati. Now players' cleats have become like a big thing with, with the custom um, cleats. So instead of finding guys, you give guys an opportunity to promote something good, especially um, what guys support either themselves or um, other organizations that they support. And we talk about charities and, and the good work we're doing. So I think it's just a cool way to um, allow players to express themselves, to use this stage to kind of promote um, what they're doing in the community. Um, so I, I think it's a win-win for everybody. This means the AO1 means audience, audience of one. And it really means like Romans 5A just means that um, since we, all of us, we, we sin, and he's, God still loves us. So we kind of just want to portray that same thing because me, Carson, J-Man, all of us, um, we're believers in Christ, and um, we just want to show our love for Christ. And we'll close things out here with an injury update. Some good news for the Eagles as wide receiver Jordan Matthews went from a did not participate to a limited participation in today's practice. Meanwhile, Halapulavati Vitae and Ryan Matthews still not yet practicing here for the Eagles. We have the complete injury update and everything you need to know from inside the locker room right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thank you so much, Alex. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. We'll have a progress report with one of the young players that the Eagles really high on, Isaac Sayamalo. Mm -hmm. Played Ste right guard. Nice job. Stepped in Seemed well. to do a nice job. We'll also go behind enemy lines, and we'll obviously talk about the Bengals who are struggling at 3-7-1. When we return, however, 
We're going to be visited by safety Malcolm Jenkins, one of the leaders in the locker room. We'll talk about what's going on with this football team from his perspective. We're coming right back. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sup to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. Time now to talk about the Eagles' defense going into this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're joined in the studio by safety Malcolm Jenkins. Um, I, I guess my first question here, Malcolm, is we're into this season. December's here. How does your body feel? Um, <laughs> uh, relatively good for, for this point of the year. You know, we're, we're pretty healthy as a team, but uh, it definitely takes you a little longer to get warmed up. Uh, you start to feel those aches and pains as they uh, accumulate, but... Um, luckily for us, you know, we go into the last month or so of the season, uh, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. We talk about guys being healthy. When you walk off the field after a game, Monday night game, Doug talks to you, media comes in. Do you take an ice bath at any point? Like, what do you do to rejuvenate your body? Yeah, for home games, you know, we, we got the tubs and everything there. So I'll jump in the cold tub, you know, for five, ten minutes. Um, just and then try to get a good night's sleep. Really, that's the biggest part. Uh, as you get to the, the back end of the season, games count more. Um, you know, we've had, we got the Monday night, we got a Thursday night here soon. So sleep is one of those things that seems to run away from you, especially with the holidays and all of that stuff. Um, but you know, it's, this is the time where everybody's trying to pull and tug on us, but we, we've got to stay focused and, and find time to take care of your body because it's a long season. At what point in your career, Malcolm, did you? grasp that, understand that, embrace that? Uh, really probably over the last uh, two or three seasons, really, really since I've gotten here. Um, just in, when I was playing as many snaps as I was under Chip Kelly, that was one of the things I had to constantly do was take care of my body. And now this being my eighth season in the league, um, it, we know how important it is, especially uh, at the back end of the season where usually every team is fighting for playoffs. So everybody's looking for that little bit of advantage. Um, and, and usually that's the fresher, healthier team. I'd like to get some perspective. You mentioned Chip Kelly, and last year, the Eagles were coming off a really bad loss in Detroit on Thanksgiving, still in the playoff race, as the team is now. Is there a different feeling last year's team to this year's team? Um, no, I, we're kind of in that same spot where 
Um, all you have to do is, is, is focus on the here and now and then, you know, let the rest take care of itself. And, and you know one thing that you need to do is win. Um, I think this year, um, obviously having a little bit more veterans and, and, and some guys who've been through it, um, we kind of understand what it takes. And, and I think we're in a better, better spot mentally where we know what's going wrong. We understand uh, what we need to correct. And so, you know, we feel like it's in our control. And I think that's, that's a good feeling to have when, when you know, you know, where you can get better, where you can improve, uh, and so you know what you're working towards. So correct me if I'm wrong, because let's, let's not spar about this, but have a conversation, different perspectives. I felt last year after that loss in Detroit that it could be the start of the end of something. And this year, tough loss against Green Bay, I agree, uh, to Green Bay. I feel like it's the start of something. Does that even enter your thought? Does that make any sense? Um, I mean, if we're talking about anything past this season, I'm not really there yet. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. I think this is a team learning to come together. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not I mean, this a team is, that was... Yeah. Well, yeah, this is... We got a lot of new players. Obviously, first-year head coach, uh, new defensive coordinator, new defense or offensive scheme. Um, a lot of new players that are learning to play together. And we've got a pretty young team. Um, so there's definitely some growing pains and, and things that we're um, learning as we go through the season. And we've been through a lot a, as a team. Um, so I think all of the lessons learned are definitely something that we're building on. Uh, we're not on the decline. We're definitely um, rising. Um, and we've had a pretty tough schedule. But looking at, at this next month, we'll really see where we're at, if we've really taken anything from what we, the experiences we've had this season. Um, but, but I definitely think that we're, it's, it's the beginning of something. What is it going to take to play a great defensive game against Cincinnati? Uh, we got to get our D-line back activated and get them being disruptive. When they're, when they're active and, and being disruptive uh, and rushing as a unit, and that's where the interceptions come, that's where the turnovers come, uh, that's when we get off the field on third down. Um, and from a secondary standpoint, the way we can help that is we got to take away um, quick uh, throws from the quarterback. We've got to be able to match those first and second reads to give our defensive line a little bit more time to get there and win their one-on-ones. Um, but we've got to be strong, and I think it's all situational football. Our front has got to be disruptive, and our secondary has got to show up when we get to third down, as well as red zone situations. Does it make sense to expect Andy Dalton to kind of, whether he can pull it off or not, try to do the same things that Aaron Rodgers did, get the football out of his hands? I mean, why wouldn't every quarterback want to do that against this defense? Yeah, some, some offenses aren't, aren't built that way. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that Aaron Rodgers did wasn't the play call. You know, they have a run called or a different pass, and he just looks at a receiver, and, and they'll run what he wants them to run. And so not every quarterback can operate like that. I think uh, within the scheme that they have, they might try some quick passes. But Andy Dalton's a good decision maker, and his whole uh, system is ran off of making good decisions and usually taking what the defense gives you. So if we give him quick throws, he'll definitely take them. Um, but we got to make sure that we, we're in those windows early in the down. Um, but, you know, they, they do a better job, I think, than Green Bay than at running the ball. So that's one thing that we've got to make sure we get a hold of early in the game is to make them one-dimensional because they do have a solid running game. How much of a loss for the Bengals is A.J. Green, wide receiver, Gio Bernard, running back? You've watched film, I'm sure, of them in the lineup and them out of the lineup. Is it a stark difference? Well, it's not a huge difference, but there's, there's obviously a difference when you talk about the matchup that A.J. Green uh, presents. And, and, you know, he can get you out of trouble, regardless if he's covered or not. 
as a quarterback, you feel confident in throwing him the ball. So not having him there, um, it, it takes kind of a little bit of that, that, that gray area out. And now you, you have to be disciplined in your decision making and, and making sure whoever you're throwing to is open. Um, it, it also, uh, Giovanni Bernard, is, is, he's a special back that is a third down back that gives you a bunch of different uh, options coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. So missing him um, is, is a little bit different. But they've got guys that are filled in nice, that are still making plays. They're throwing it to uh, Brendan LaFell. Um, Boyd in the slot and, and obviously Tyler Eifert coming back has been a huge boost for them. Um, so we understand that, that those are some guys we're going to have to key in on and they're more than capable of making plays. Last one, Malcolm. Mood of the locker room after a tough loss Monday night. Uh, well, just as the, week's, as the week goes on, it gets better and better. You know, this was a short week, so we were back in, you know, pretty much two days after the game, back on the practice field. And so that's a quick turnaround. Your body's sore. You're still kind of dealing with uh, the hangover from the game a little bit, and and but now today, uh, we're we're on to you know what is a Thursday in our in our day and, or week, and the mood is a lot more optimistic. We're completely focused on the Cincinnati game. Um, we're feeling good about the game plan. Feeling good about getting back to playing uh, together, having fun. Um, so as we get deeper and deeper into the week and more and more focused on the game at hand, uh, yeah, it's 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 easier to 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 get over last week. What's Usher in December with a victory on the road. Malcolm Jenkins, thanks so much. Good luck against the Bengals. Thank you. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. With Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. This is Glenn Macnell's segment because this is Glenn Macnell's time to give us bold predictions, three of them, for Sunday's game against the Bengals. All right. I'm fired up for this. Good. Laugh if you will, Dave. I will. <laughs> it's Nelson Aguilar's return. Oh, I won't laugh at that. And I, and I think the opportunity is there for him to have a good game. Uh, we'll see how healthy Jordan Matthews is, how the ankle is doing. I think we saw last week that 
there's the, there's the chance there for Nelson to come back and play. It's not like the other wide receivers came in and wowed everybody. So he's got the chance. So here is my prediction. It doesn't sound bold, but it is. Four catches, 65 yards. For a lot of guys, that's a day. For Nelson, 65 yards would be a career high. I think he will get it because I think they will want to feed him the ball. And I think that it's now or never, Nelson. If you're going to have a career, this is your moment. Interesting. On the road, so not a, not right. a daunting fan base in Cincinnati. Would be great to get him in the flow and just have him out there enjoying himself, relaxing, having fun. All right. Feed him early, too. Okay. Try to get him right on there. All right. Number two. This is another one where it's been a while since we've seen this. A sack for Fletcher Cox. Started out so well in September, and I know his job involves a lot more than sacks. I mean, a defensive tackle, you don't always measure it by stats. He's been okay, Fletcher Cox. He's been fine. He hasn't been great. It's time for him to be great. He hasn't had a sack in six games. It is coming this week. They have a patchwork offensive line. I know we've said that before. We said it against Green Bay. We said it against Seattle. Uh, but Cincinnati center and right guard are not the guys who started the season. Fletcher Cox has the opportunity. He's going to take it. And it's a different offensive scheme, more of a drop back. And while Andy Dalton is mobile, he's not at the level not of like, Russell Wilson. Right. And Aaron Rodgers, who got the ball out so fast on Monday night, very difficult for the Eagles defensive front to get to him. It's Fletcher Cox. It's not about the contract. It's about what the Eagles need from him. They need him to dominate. This defense does not go anywhere without the front dominating, and they have not been dominating. Yeah. The contract the number almost becomes a jersey number for fans. Yeah. Fans see that, but that it doesn't impact the way he plays one way. He's not playing poorly because he got the money, nor is he going to play better because he got the contract, but he does have to play better. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. All number right, number three. three. I always like to give you the guy who's going to hurt you. The guy you're going to hate this week is not a guy in their offense. It's a guy in their defense, Vontez Perfect. He is a terrific player. He's almost perfect. <laughs> there you go. Uh, had 11 solo tackles last week. He is all over the field. He's a playmaker. He can sack you. He can intercept you. He can force a fumble. He's really good. He's also arguably the dirtiest player in the league. Was suspended the first three games this year for stuff he did in the playoffs last year. He uh, got he did a flop last week. Drew a penalty on Steve Smith. He's been known to give the finger on national TV. He's all over the place. You will hate him and He'll hurt the Eagles somewhere along the line. All right. I hope he hurts the Bengals somewhere along the line. He can with do his that lack too. Of discipline. We've yeah. seen that in the past. So those are Glenn's three predictions. He's got two more coming on the kickoff show, the Exalta kickoff show at noon on Sunday. The Eagles, PhiladelphiaEagles.com pregame show. We've got a halftime show. We've got the postgame show presented by Rico. We got you covered on game day. When we return to Eagles 360 later, we'll look at Isaac Sayamalo, but first we're going to go behind enemy lines and find out about the Bengals and what kind of pulse that football team has. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Let's go out there and we're going to really give them the business. By God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! 
The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Be noisy. Be silent. Be near. Be far. Be joyful. Be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360 time now, though, to go away from Glenn and myself, Chris McPherson, Catherine Terrell, ESPN.com in Cincinnati, behind enemy lines, talking about the three, seven, and one Bengals. It's time to go behind enemy lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And this week, the Eagles look to remain perfect going against the AFC North as they travel to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. And to help us preview the matchup, we bring in Catherine Terrell, from ESPN. Now, Catherine, the past five years, it has been almost automatic that the Bengals would reach the playoffs. You figured the trend would continue in 2016. Doesn't quite look like that would be the case. In your estimation, why do you think that's so? I think everyone went into the season thinking the Bengals were going to be good again, kind of pick up where they left off. But for whatever reason, that just hasn't happened. I think, first of all, their offense hasn't clicked. All they did was replace the right tackle, but it just seems like that kind of threw off their offensive line for whatever reason. They're not playing well. They've given up the third most sacks in the NFL. Um, the offense in general isn't playing well, and then you add to that that A.J. Green is now down and Giovanni Bernard is down for the season, and they're essentially not going anywhere. Catherine, you mentioned the losses of A.J. Green and Giovanni Bernard. Who do you expect to pick up the slack? Who will Cincinnati rely upon? to try to get the offense going with them out of the lineup? Well, I think that they're going to have to turn to Tyler Boyd a little bit more, and they have. His snaps have increased significantly. That's their rookie second-round draft pick this year. And I think that Boyd has played well. Um, they haven't really been able to count on Brandon LaFell. He did have some touchdowns earlier in the season, but he hasn't really done much of anything the last few weeks. And then, of course, uh, their best weapon is tight end Tyler Eifert, um, who said he's now experiencing the pain of double coverage like Green used to get. I think Green told him, it's not fun, is it? So, I mean, those are just two of the guys they're going to have to rely on. But it really, their offense is so dependent on Green. It's just, it's kind of, when you take them out, they don't really know what to do, it almost seems like. Catherine, you brought up a great stat about the sacks allowed by the offensive line this season, but there's still a Pro Bowl quarterback in Andy Dalton. So how would you evaluate his performance? Is the offensive line contributing to his performance, his 2016 outing, or do you think that maybe Andy Dalton's just in a little bit of a slide here this season? I think he's been up and down. These last four games when they haven't won, he hasn't had a passer rating of over 80, um, not since they played against Cleveland. I don't think it's all his fault, though. I mean, first of all, we already talked about the offensive line, but also I don't think his receivers are really getting open quick enough to help him. 
But I also think that because he's been hit so much, he's probably making some poor decisions, maybe trying to run first instead of pass first so that he won't get hit. I'm not going to say that's the case with every snap, but I think it probably does contribute. So I would probably give him a B or B minus. Some days he plays great and some days he doesn't. I think that's always been the knock on Dalton, but I think that his supporting cast is just really not helping him this year. Catherine, the Eagles offense only scored 13 points on Monday night against the Green Bay Packers, a Packers defense that had been struggling in terms of historic proportions. Bengals, meanwhile, may be 0-3 since the bye week, but they've allowed 21 or fewer points in each of those contests. What do you think the Bengals and that veteran-laden unit will have in store for the rookie quarterback and the offense as a whole? Well, I think the Bengals' defense is playing so much better than they were a few weeks ago. They were forcing the Ravens to kick field goals all day. Um, unfortunately for them, the Ravens have the best field goal kicker in the league, so that didn't really help. But I definitely do not see this as a high-scoring game on both sides. Um, the Bengals' offense can't move the ball right now, haven't, have only scored one offensive touchdown in six quarters. Um, and, but on the defensive side, I think they're just really close to – I would say they're close to putting it together, but they just haven't had a complete game. So I think the defense is, is probably going to have another good game. They're at home. I just don't expect the Eagles to be scoring touchdowns on them um, on Sunday. The Eagles have had struggles on the road. Only one win this season. That came way back in week two on Monday Night Football against the Bears. Catherine, last question for you. Eagles fans aren't too familiar with the Cincinnati Bengals. Only play them once every four seasons. But who is maybe an under-the-radar player, someone who Eagles fans should be like, you know what, that's a guy that we have to watch out for this Sunday? Well, I think that would definitely be running back Rex Burkhead. He's kind of the guy that has to fill Giovanni Bernard's role. When he was at Nebraska, he could kind of do everything. He could catch passes. He could, be a, he could line up his traditional running back. He even threw three touchdown passes. And I think that the Bengals just haven't really utilized him that much. Even last week against the Ravens, they didn't really turn to him until the fourth quarter, but then he did some good things. Um, he was kind of catching a couple of passes. He looked good, and that was towards the very end of the game. So I could see them trying to use him more in Bernard's role, both as a traditional running back and as a pass-catching back. Receiving backs have given the Eagles struggles at times this season, especially with that aggressive front four. Catherine Terrell covers the Bengals for ESPN. Thank you so much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Catherine. Glenn, your thoughts on the Bengals? I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I don't think either team's going to get in the 20s. And I will tell you the matchup, the key matchup of the game is going to be Bengals tight end Tyler Eifert against Nigel Bradham, who's done a great job this year against tight ends. They are missing a lot of their offensive weapons, a great wide receiver, their best running back. So Tyler Eifert is the guy who last week they tried to feed 11 targets. I think he had eight catches. They'll do it again. If the Eagles can cover him, and Bradham's done it all year, I love the Eagles' chances. I also caution those who are overlooking rookie wide receiver Tyler Boyd. Yeah, had a nice game. Good football player, will be a very good receiver in this league. So it's the Eagles. Tylers. Cover the Tylers. Tylers. Stop the Tylers, and it's an easy one. So there you go. All right, that's the Bengals, uh, well, our behind enemy lines. Look, when we return Eagles 360, we're going to talk about one of the Eagles players. Third-round draft pick Isaac Sayamalo missed most of the organized team activities because of that silly NCAA-slash-NFL rule about graduating classes. Well, he's trying to make up for some lost time. 
Last week he had his first start. Mike Quick and Ike Reese break him down when we return. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. Simply right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdraw, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Our final segment here on Eagles 360, a little progress report? Absolutely. Ike Reese, Mike Quick, take a look at offensive lineman Isaac Sayamalo. All right, Q, progress report brings us to rookie third-round draft pick Isaac Sayamalo. Got his first start last week. Mm -hmm. Did some really good things in this game. He did a lot of really good things. We're going to go through some of Ike. Watch the footwork. I know he can dance because if you watch the way he's able to slide, stay square, keep this defender in front of him, the kid has to be able to dance. Yeah, no doubt about it. You got to have the ability if you're going to play O-line in this league to block a guy one-on-one. -on -one. That's a great job by Isaac Sayamalu, keeping his man in front of him, like you said, keeping his shoulders square. He gives no ground. He's able to slide side to side and keep a 300-pound man from getting penetration. Watch him again here in the run game. I think this is where he's going to really uh, excel at as an offensive lineman. Great job with Jason Kelsey on the tandem block here, not allowing any, any penetration, but his job's not done. He's able to get Julius get Peppers Julius. as well. Yep. He's trying to blitz a little bit late here. This is what you have to have, especially in this type of offense from your offensive lineman. This ability to square up for Kelsey and then come off on Julius Peppers, that is just a great job. And I love what Isaac was able to do in this game. Now, we're talking about a kid that didn't get much time practicing at right guard, had to step in there in an emergency situation for Brandon Brooks, who wasn't able to go this week. And when you get a guy like Dom Capers, who's a defensive coordinator, and he knows that there are new faces on the offensive line, mm -hmm. they're going to send exotic blitzes. Yep. This is a nice job from Isaac Sayamalu. Not overcommitting, allowing this play to, to develop in front of him, and then picking up the blitzer late. Just a great job in recognizing what's going on in front of him, passing this guy off, and making sure that this guy doesn't doesn't penetrate the A gap, but he's also got this second level defender coming from the outside. He's able to pick him up. That's just an outstanding job by a very young player. And as you said, thrown into the situation like overnight having to play and having to start at the right guard position. No doubt about it. We've seen so many times young guys get put in that situation. 
they're a little frantic and they tend to panic at times when they get sort of mixed looks. I thought Isaac did a great job last week, basically relying on his fundamentals, trusting his guys around him, and letting plays develop in front of him. Great progress from the rookie out of Oregon State. Thanks so much, guys. We'll get you set up here for what's happening on Friday. Our Amoroso's on the menu segment. Howard Eskin, the bearded one, joins me in studio. You like that, right? The bearded one. Doug Peterson makes his final media address of the week, and Chase Daniel is our crunch time fellow, our participant there, as he talks about his season, which is an odd one for a backup quarterback who's been watching in a mentoring role, really. Yeah, sure. Amoroso's the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Eagles win this game? Eagles win this game if their defense plays as we know their defense can play. Didn't happen at home against Green Bay. I think this is one's going to be a low-scoring game. If the defense can hold Cincinnati 17 or less points, the Eagles win. Can the Eagles defense do that? Yes, and the Eagles offense will score some points in this game. I'm tired of hearing about Carson Wentz's regression. I don't buy it. Okay. I don't think it's about Carson Wentz's regression. I think, well, it's, I think it's about Carson Wentz. perspective, I think people aren't giving enough credence to what is a round Carson okay. Wentz. But what you and I know is he's playing very well. He's developing. He's had some bumps in the road, but I think he's playing very well. He's a rookie. It wasn't all going to be what it is in the first three games. On the other hand, Why he, not? Why couldn't it have been? Well, because life ain't always that good. <laughs> On the other hand, he needs some help. He needs help from his line. He needs help from his uh, skill position play. And according to Glenn Macknell, Nelson Aguilar steps back onto the field for the Eagles and has a solid game solid. on Sunday against the Bengals. Glenn Macknell, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'm here tomorrow with Howard Eskin. Until then, have yourselves a great Eagles day.